Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today we're shining a light on event planner Rachel Glazer. She's the owner of Rachel G Events and she's gotten creative like many business owners during the pandemic with how she can use her talent to keep those celebrations going while also supporting some wonderful causes. She's doing lawn signs for graduates and donating a portion of the proceeds to Boston Children's Hospital and so much more to talk about with her. Rachel, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Kendra. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad to have you. First of all, you know, how are you and your family doing? I know that we're hopefully getting to the end of this crazy time, but how's everybody doing in your house? Everyone healthy, happy, sane? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking. You know, it's a million dollar question. You start every email and phone call and Zoom <laughs> Zoom call with. Luckily, we are. Thanks for asking everyone. I've My husband and my 12-year-old twins, everyone's healthy and pretty much sane day by day. We have our moments as everyone else, but we're doing, we're doing okay. Thanks for asking. I hope for you as well. Yeah, thanks. I have yeah three kids under the age of 10. So, you know, the remote learning has been a little bit of a challenge, but we're, we're getting there yeah. day by day. You know, it's not easy, but we do the best we can. Um, I want to exactly. start out by, by talking to you about your business, Rachel G Events. You started the, the business uh, in 2008, you know, after working in the private sector for a little while. Why did you decide, first of all, to start your own business and why event planning? What drew you to that industry? Yeah, that's a great question. So I grew up in a household where my mom was an event planner, so it was always in our blood and every holiday was a you know a big celebration and okay an occasion in our house and after graduating brandeis i worked at um, apac the american israel public affairs committee where my event planning skills were really honed and that's kind of where i decided that i wanted to you know focus on events and i uh, came back and went to grad school back at brandeis and then started working for various nonprofit organizations doing their events and then after i had the twins in 2008 in 2008 um, I was afforded the opportunity to, you know, stay on as a consultant um, with the combined Jewish, Jewish philanthropy, CJP, the Jewish Federation in Boston. And that's kind of how my business started. And it just gave me more, more flexibility as a new mom. And then it just spiraled wow. from there, word of mouth. And originally I was just doing um, events, you know, galas and dinners and some nonprofit work. And then it spiraled into bar mitzvahs and weddings and all different types of events that I do now, um, many years later. So I feel very fortunate um, that my business has grown to this point. Wow, I didn't realize that you had started it right after having twins. That's a lot. That's impressive. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. It kind of wor worked in my favor because I really needed more flexibility to be home yeah. with the kids, you know, and I 
wanted to, because I was only, I knew once I had the twins that that was going to be it, you know, two and done. So I really wanted to be at home with them, but I also someone who likes to work and mm-hmm. really, um, really love what I do. So that's where I, that's how I started it. And I really started it just doing um, strict events uh, for different organizations. I wasn't doing the weddings and bar mitzvahs. And then that kind of fell in my lap. Someone had asked someone that their son's bar mitzvah was coming up and they needed help. And someone recommended me and I wasn't really doing it yet. And now I'd say 60% of my business is weddings and bar mitzvahs and private parties for people. And the other 40% is nonprofit, uh, corporate galas, dinners, conferences. I also do missions of when people from other countries come over, um, dignitaries, Israeli soldiers. So I'm in the concierge uh, travel mission business as well, which has been great. Um, Yeah, I feel very fortunate. So let's talk about what's going on now in the world with the pandemic, because, you know, March, April, May, you think when the warmer weather comes, this is your time, right? This is the season for big events, for weddings, for, for parties, proms, any major milestone event. Most likely, more people, I think, than not do it in the warmer, nicer weather. So when everything started shutting down back in March, what was the first thing that went through your mind with all of the bookings I I assume you had, you know, going all the way into probably June and July? What was the first thing that went through your mind? Yeah, the spring season for events is a big one. It's It's our biggest season. Fall and spring have become huge for the event industry. Spring being the biggest because, like you said, the weather... Mm-hmm. Um, big for bar mitzvahs, weddings, any type of celebrations, galas, dinners, annual types of dinners. Um, I had probably 30, 40 events on the calendar between March and July. Um, and when this first hit at the beginning of March, you know, I did have a huge bar mitzvah February 29th. And then I had one on March 7th. And by March 7th, we already were not holding hands um, and using props at the photo booth. So March 7th was a little bit of a turning point. And then the following weekend, the March 14th weekend, when school had already been called off for a couple of weeks at that point, um, you know, everything, everything looked different at events. And I had four events that weekend and two still went um, as planned. And I'll talk about that in a minute. And two outright canceled because, you know, this was new and different. and No one knew and people right. panicked and they just canceled. The two that happened ended up being smaller. There were daytime events. And we, so, you know, before the term social distancing was even the term, people were social distancing. They weren't hugging. They weren't holding hands dancing. We moved from a buffet type style luncheon to a plated meal. Um, there were no props at the photo booth. We weren't sharing anything that people were touching communally by March 14th. And that was the last event. And I've spent the last 11, 12 weeks rescheduling wow. events uh, pretty mm. much around the clock. Um, it's really, you know, disappointing and upsetting for people who've planned these celebratory occasions for years, whether it's a bar mitzvah, a wedding, anniversary party, big birthday, milestone. Um, you know, people have been playing this for years. And so it's the emotional piece, the physical piece of uh, rescheduling these events. So the private events that I just mentioned, most of them rescheduled to the fall or to 2021. And I've been advising people that if you want to have a big event over 100 people, you need to move your event to 2021 to be safe. If you're yeah. okay with a smaller event, I'd say 50, 60, 70 people might have to be in your backyard or at a park or might not be inside a venue in 2020. I'm not sure. We don't know the guidelines yet of that. But if you want, if you're okay with that, we can go ahead and plan something for the fall. Um, but on the other side of my business, the corporate nonprofit, those were outright canceled. One, 
people don't have the money and the resources. A lot of people have been laid off, and a lot of these nonprofits don't have the money to carry mm-hmm. on with a huge annual dinner. Right. Um, and they don't have the staff. And it's not really appropriate to, you know, asking people for money to come to a big dinner right now with, with the economic situation and the pandemic. So a lot of those events were outright canceled and just rescheduled for 2021. Right. And I was going to say, you know, I had a lot of friends that were supposed to be getting married in April and May and a few that had weddings scheduled even in August coming up in this summer. And they've all sort of postponed them for the following year because they don't want to have to worry about people wearing masks at their wedding if they're dressed up, you know, little things like that. But I have to imagine, like you mentioned before, you know, it's it is emotional. And I you as the you know, as the CEO and the head of your business, you also I would think sort of have to be a therapist to the clients and customers who, you know, are calling about weddings and personal events that, you know, they really want to have them. But what do you do? Because everything was changing, like you said, from from late February to March 7th to then March 14th, it was such a quick turnaround for everything to be changed. Do, do most of your clients, I mean, emotionally, were they accepting of what was happening or did you did you sort of have to be a therapist a little bit to them on the phone and say look this is it like you have to think about what you want and you know and go from there yeah i definitely played the role of a therapist over the last couple weeks more (laughs) so during in the beginning than now as people started to settle into this new reality but the beginning this is i think for all of us whether it's in the event industry and your industry whatever industry that we're in, the unknown is scary. We've never mm-hmm. had this experience. It's not like we could say, oh, back in 2008 when we dealt with the pandemic, we've never right. really <laughs> had this. You know, some of, our, some of our grandparents lived through polio and that pandemic, but the majority of people that we're working with and that are living now with our kids and our families have not lived through a pandemic. So the, the unknown, there's no precedent, there's no manual, there's no guidelines. Everyone's right. kind of just living day by day. So that's really hard. So yes, I definitely acted as a therapists people are really upset and they're not just dealing with themselves they're dealing with their families Mm -hmm. in the case of weddings it's two families in the case of bar mitzvah it's the bar and bar mitzvah child you know a teenager telling a teenager that their big celebration can't happen in the way that they dreamed of and it's hard to do that a lot there's a lot of emotion around that and so one thing i've told people and i think as people start to settle into this the one school got canceled and all these other big events got canceled people are sometimes still going ahead with the ceremonial part of their event, meaning some people are still getting married on Zoom, inviting their friends and Mm -hmm. cousins and relatives to join the Zoom, and then having car parades to celebrate. I did a wedding last weekend where I had balloons outside the bride and groom's um, parents' house, and they got married in the backyard, and the rabbi was on Zoom, and they got married, and then there was like a celebration, and people drove by, and got out of their cars and wish them, you know, a congratulations. And same with the bar and bar mitzvahs. They've gone ahead with what we call a Zoom bar mitzvah at home with the service and then have their friends drive by or I've decorated their lawn to make it festive. And they've moved the celebration part, the party part of both of those events to either the fall or 2021 when they can have the big numbers that they want at their event. So some people are still deciding to go ahead with the ceremonial part. And I think I've been advising people now that people are more comfortable um, and the weather's getting nicer. You can sometimes do those ceremonies outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's ways to make it work and ways to make it still festive and celebrate the day that you had planned just in a different, just in a different way. Right. And let's, let's talk about that. So you sort of mentioned it uh, briefly about, you know, the lawn signs and the lawn decor and what you're doing. Like, 
every small business, every company, every business has had to become creative, takeout places, restaurants. I mean, everywhere. Now there's drive-in movie theaters. I mean, companies have had to come up with very creative ways to stay in business and also to sort of keep that sense of normalcy and that happiness alive. So let's talk about the lawn signs and the lawn decor and the way that you've sort of taken your your business and now adapted it to, you know, door-to-door deliveries of, you know, balloons for birthdays and, and all kinds of celebratory events that are happening still. Yeah, so when this first hit, it was a surprise, right? So I was just dealing with a lot of events that had to be rescheduled, and I was just trying to think of ways to still bring the happiness of events that I would plan for people to people's homes where they were during this pandemic and where, mm-hmm. and where we will be, you know, during this pandemic over the last couple of weeks and probably going into the summer and who knows for how long. And my children's, uh, my twins' birthday was in early April, like two weeks after or three weeks after this kind of all hit and school shut down. And I called one of my balloon vendors. Um, I called Patty Sorrell from Balloon Designs, who's one of my top balloon vendors. And I said, Patty, can you just blow up my lawn with balloons and make it festive so when they wake up on April 11th, they'll just have a fun, festive lawn and I'll get a car parade going and we'll just make the best of our day for the kids for the 12th birthday because they were both supposed to have birthday parties and all this fun stuff planned and then the next day after that was a huge success and the kids loved it and the lawn looked fun and festive the next day during my run i'm an avid runner and but some of my best ideas come when i'm running i said oh wait i think i can do this for other people and so then i came up with the idea of this lawn decor and lawn signs to bring to people's homes to make it a festive happy occasion, whether it's a birthday or anniversary or graduation. And I first started out by doing graduate signs for Needham, my town of Needham. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to make it meaningful. So I thought of how can I make it meaningful and give back? So I gave back part of the proceeds of those lawn signs, which I did for fifth graders graduating, eighth graders graduating, seniors graduating, and then I made a generic sign that just said congrats to all the Needham graduates that any resident can buy, even if they didn't have a graduate in their home. And it was very homegrown out of my garage. I have a great designer, Lisa Thompson from Lisa Thompson Designs, and I have a great printer in Framingham from All Right Mailing and Printing. And we just all came together and got the designs going, the printing going, and then I had some wonderful volunteers, a lot of mothers who were anxious to get out of their house and help mm-hmm. me deliver the, two, <laughs> the 260 signs all around Needham. And it was a really feel good thing. And I was able to donate over $3,200 um, to the organizations wow. of Beth Israel, Beth Israel Deaconess Hospital in Needham and the Needham Community Council uh, programs, including their food pantry. So that felt really good. And then while doing that, I said, wait, it's not just about graduations. I can make birthday signs and any type of sign. So I came up with the birthday lawn signs that can be personalized with the birthday person's name on it. And that's been a huge hit. And um, I've been training for the 2020 Boston Marathon with, and I'm running with Boston Children's Hospital, raising money for them. And I've been really attached to that team. And I'm running for them because I have a very good friend who lost her son, um, who was a patient at Children's Hospital for six months. So I wanted to do something meaningful in memory of uh, Emmett, who's my friend, Lisa, Mannheim's son. And so I thought I would tie the birthday signs in and give proceeds from the birthday signs to Boston Children's as another way to give back to the community. And those have really taken off. So birthday signs, the balloons, and I've got requests, everything from birthdays to graduations, to anniversaries. It's been amazing. Last week, someone even called me and said, my husband's uh, one year anniversary of his kidney transplant. Can you make me a lawn sign? I said, absolutely. So everything. People just want to celebrate happy occasions. And you know, mm-hmm. I tell people that celebrations must continue, you know, the happiness of Absolutely. celebrations just because we're 
just because we're home doesn't mean you can't celebrate and you can make it special at home with a lawn sign, balloons, a car parade. Anything. And how can it get festive? So how can our listeners, if they're listening now and they have something coming up, what's the best way for them to go ahead and order or contact you if they want to, you know, lawn sign, if they want to do balloons, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you for that? Yeah, thanks for asking, Kendra. The best way is through my email address. It's rachelgevents at gmail.com, rachelgevents at gmail.com. But I am also on Facebook as Rachel G Events. I'm on Instagram, Rachel G Events. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. And Perfect. you'll see a lot of my the pictures of all, this, all the lawn decor and lawn signs that have been there. And I, like I said before, any occasion is a happy occasion to celebrate. So I'm happy to help anybody with any type of occasion that's coming up. Absolutely true. Well, if you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. And we've been chatting with Rachel Glazer. She's the owner of Rachel G Events. And like most business owners, she's had to get creative with ways on how to keep her business booming and keep the celebrations going while also supporting some amazing causes. She was planning to run the Boston Marathon this year to support Boston Children's Hospital. And now that it's been canceled, we're going to talk about that now. So let's get back to our conversation. The Boston Marathon you know, just recently announced that they are canceling. They were originally postponing to September, um, but now they are officially uh, canceling. And you mentioned briefly right before um, a few minutes ago that you are running in support of a friend's child. So what what do you do now, now that you know that the marathon has been canceled? I know that they're planning on doing a virtual race, but what what's your immediate feeling from this point? Where do you go from here as a runner? Yeah, they it's a great question. It's the first time that we've ever had to deal with a cancellation for the Boston Marathon in the 124 years of history. I know. You know, and the Boston, Mar- the Boston Marathon is very special. I've run 17 marathons before. This is the 18th marathon for me, and I've run, this will be number eight Boston. Yeah, this is number eight Boston. Boston's very special to me for a couple of reasons. One, um, I live in Needham, and I train on the, I live two miles off the course. Of, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. of the Boston Marathon course. So, you know, for 18, 20 weeks, I train with the team on the on the course every weekend, but also during the week, and I have a running coach. Uh, I'm a pretty serious runner, and I've dedicated, you know, not just physically, but emotionally to raising money and running in memory of Emmett. So it's a huge disappointment, even though it is the right decision, and, we, and even though we knew it was coming, it's very hard for runners who really dedicated their lives. You know, it's, it's a huge dedication and sacrifice running a marathon for you, your family, health-wise. So it's pretty sad. It's pretty upsetting. It's pretty devastating. Um, Even though we knew that that was going to come, it looked pretty evident over the last couple of weeks that there's no way Boston was going to have a huge marathon a week after they said that events were going to open up September 7th, that September 14th was going to happen. So moving forward, there is this virtual option. More details will come out. This just was announced yesterday. So really nobody really knows what this means. And what the options are, the BAA is going to refund our money. We haven't really heard much from Children's Hospital yet. They're coming out with what that means. Do we get a spot for next year? Do we have to reapply? Do we have to raise the money? Because we each had to raise $10,000 for Boston Children's Hospital, which is a huge commitment as well. Um, So there's lots of pieces of it. I will commit to running the virtual marathon because I'm running in memory of Emma, and I've committed to doing something. Um, And I've also quickly yesterday like my business, pivoted and signed up for a marathon in December, the California International Marathon in wow. December, hoping that that will, that will run. 
Um, and people and can still donate you. too, right? I mean, you still have, you have a you know Absolutely. a page up and a running page, so Absolutely. I want to give that link out, and we'll yes. post all of the links as well on our Magic 1067 uh, website. So Magic 1067com you can go there and donate yeah. to Rachel's. You can you can order from her. You can also donate. So give the information now, so anyone listening can also have it. Yes, I would love. Uh, I am still seeking donations to reach my ten thousand dollar mark um, for Boston Children's Hospital. So you can just go to Boston Children's Hospital under Marathon Team and look up my name, Rachel Blazer. And I know it'll also be posted on the 106.7 website. And um, also, when you know, I'm happy to help. The one thing I did just want to go back to the lawn signs tying in the birthday signs. I also decided to do a lawn sign that I felt was really important, thanking essential workers. I've seen a lot around town, but I wanted to do someone to do something for my business. Um, so I have a great essential thank you to our essential worker sign. And I'm tying in the charity piece that I'm donating proceeds of that essential worker sign to the Massachusetts COVID-19 relief fund and the Greater Boston Food Bank. Um, so oh, I just announced great. that last week. I just announced that time last week leading up to Memorial Day as like thanking those who serve us today. And in addition to remembering, the, um, remembering those who served us in the past. And I've already sold 70 signs in like a week. So I still have those wow. signs um, that I'm that I'm selling and promoting to raise money for those two important causes. So that's really important piece to me. And I always try to tie in my work to some type of charity. My family does a lot of volunteering through the pandemic. We volunteered through Jewish Family and Children's Services Family Table, where we bag groceries outside Jewish Family and Children's Services. It's usually inside, but we've been bagging groceries outside in Waltham and then delivering um, to seniors um, to their apartment buildings. And I volunteered with another organization to go grocery shopping for some seniors. So I really think it's an important time now to take some time out and, you know, help others and volunteer in the community. So I've been doing a lot of that with my children and without as well. What do you think your business is going to look like once we get past the bigger hump that we're in right now through this pandemic? How different do you think things are going to look, you know, when you when you go back to being able to book events or have things indoors? How how do you anticipate that that being? Yeah, that's a that's a million dollar question. We just don't know, right? I mean, I think in the short term there's going to be a lot of mask wearing, a lot of hand sanitizer out, a lot we're not going to have buffets plated meals or boxed dinners and lunches, whatever it might be, uh, social distancing. I think as many events that we can do outside so people feel comfortable versus being inside of the venue, especially over the next couple months when the weather is nice in spring and summer. And then hopefully, I really hope by 2021, we're back to bigger events and back to some type of normalcy, you know, but I don't know when that's going to happen. I'm not sure that's going to happen until we have a real vaccine that people are comfortable taking. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, but I just hope and pray for the all all industries. I know everybody's suffering economically, um, but the event industry definitely got hit quick um, and hardest. And I think they're going to be one of the industries that takes a long time to recover. Absolutely. Because it involves people gathering and sharing, mm-hmm. sharing each other, sharing dancing, sharing food. You know, when you come to an event, the reason you go to an event is to share and to right. be, to, right. to to see people and to be seen, right? That's why yep. people go to these events. And so I think it's going to be a long time for people to feel comfortable in a room with a couple hundred people. Now, I think events, smaller events, 50, 100, maybe even 125, will start to creep back. I think people do need the social interaction, and I'm starting to see it even more with some of my smaller Zoom bar mitzvahs and Zoom weddings that people want to have people in their backyard, social distancing, mm-hmm. setting times for these 10 people to come. 
I'm doing something, I'm doing a bombage fit tomorrow where we set three hour time block and we signed up different girls of the bar mitzvah girls friends to stop by and not just drive by oh, but wow. get out of their car and talk um you know and so she'll have 15 different friends over at different times they're not going to overlap um and we're just trying to get creative ways to make it a little bit a little bit more special than just driving by or just doing your zoom ceremony but have people celebrate so i hope it i hope i hope everybody recovers and we will get back to normal you know we 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 bounced back after September 11th. It took a long time for mm-hmm. people to feel safe. And we're still, you know, taking our shoes off um, before, you know, through security at the airport. But so I think it's going to take a long time. But I do think people need the interaction. People still want to celebrate. People want to get out. They want to see their friends. They want to see their families. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's a testament to you as, you know, a human being and a business owner as well. And, you know, a mother, a wife and just in general to know what you need to do to help other people I think is so for me it's very admirable and I I don't know that I could do it and I I would hope that our listeners and anyone else who's looking into starting their own business would listen to you very carefully and hear the positive part of what you're talking about I mean you were dealt with a huge challenge and you stood up and said all right well this is what we're gonna do this is how we're gonna do it and it makes a difference in people's lives. So I really, I really enjoyed having you on, Rachel. And by the way, rachelgevents.com. Oh, rachelgevents.com. Go there, order some balloons. Order. I, my daughter's birthday is in a couple of days, so I will be making a phone call yes. to you yes, after I look this to interview. You. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but thank you for having me on. And I just, one more thing I just want to say there's always a silver lining, even though it's tough times and everyone's home. And Very there's true. Always, there's always some type of silver lining. And for me, it's really been obviously the time with my family and my kids because I work a lot. And a lot of weekends I'm, you know, working and not home. So the extra time on the weekends with the children and my husband's been great. But the silver linings are pivoting. People are thinking of interesting things. People are volunteering. People are getting healthy. There's always some type of silver lining out there. And for me, it's just been trying to provide people still with happiness on their happy occasions and still say like, like we can still celebrate and we can do it in a safe and fun way, but let's still celebrate. So that's been the silver lining for me and all this, just finding another way to bring happiness for people's celebrations to their homes. Well, you definitely are. And I think, you know, why, why not stop? Keep it going. I mean, the lawn, I love the idea oh, of having a banner and lawn signs. I mean, forever. I would do that for the rest of that's right. my life. I would order I think, a lawn yeah, sign for my right. kids. I don't think that's going to go. I don't think that's going to go away. I mean, I just did a 10 foot sign for someone that said, congrats, instead of congratulations, it said congratulations, like with huh. the congrats. I love and, that. And, uh, you know, I'm doing all types of signs, whether it's a door sign or a big sign the time between two poles or I can do any type of sign as well besides the lawn signs. So people really want to, you know, decorate and show their pride and whether it's a birthday anniversary or their graduate. So I'd love to help. And thank you so much for having me on. I'm honored to speak to you and be, be on the radio today. And I look forward to helping everybody with their upcoming celebrations. Rachel, thank you so much for being on the show. And again, for those thank listening, you, if, can you can support Rachel. She is still, she's going to do the virtual run for the Boston Marathon. We want to support Children's Hospital as much as we can as well and support Rachel because she is definitely exceptional. So thank you so much, Rachel, for being on the thank show you, today. Thanks so much. 
Thank you to Rachel Glazer for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk to celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. Follow us on Instagram at Sue.Tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.